Merry Christmas. I um, am committed this year to uh, saying Merry Christmas uh, wherever I go, and I'd like to encourage you uh, to do the same. Let's say uh, Merry Christmas and spread uh, the joy of Christmas all around uh, wherever we go. Uh, tonight I would like to uh, have a, a Christmas-themed uh, time together. I want to look into uh, the Christmas story. Uh, there in the Christmas story, there is this uh, in, uh, just a powerful and so uh, relevant uh, instruction uh, that is given. I want to show it to you tonight. I think it's, I think it's what a lot of people uh, need to hear. Uh, I think it kind of goes against what, what many people may be feeling and what they may be hearing uh, from, uh, from our culture and, uh, and everyone uh, around them. Uh, so we will get into that uh, and uh, in the Christmas story discover this wonderful uh, instruction. Uh, before we do, uh, let's go ahead and open up in prayer and just give this time uh, to the Lord. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord, we love you tonight. Uh, we are thankful uh, for time with you. We're thankful for time. Uh, wonderful uh, Christmas season. Uh, pray that you would just uh, fill us with great uh, joy and peace, that you'd strengthen us and that you would encourage us, that you would begin that process tonight. Lord, just come and meet with us. Uh, bring your presence into our time together. Uh, speak to us. Refresh us and encourage us. Uh, be with us. Uh, speak right to our hearts exactly what we need to hear. We pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, uh, I do want to get into the uh, Christmas story, but be, before we do, let's, um, let's go to, to the wonderful book uh, of Proverbs. Uh, and I want to read a, a proverb uh, to you that is just so relevant. Uh, it, it is, it's one of those that you need to uh, hide down in your heart. Uh, you need to get it into your uh, thinking because uh, it, will, it will come uh, into play all the time uh, in your life and will help you uh, in your time of need when you don't exactly maybe know what to do or, or you could be uh, getting off track a little bit. It'll help you to get back uh, on track and to make the right choice uh, that you need to make. By the way, let me just encourage you uh, to, as often as you can, uh, spend time in the book uh, of Proverbs and get it down inside of your heart. Uh, get, the, get the wisdom from this book in your heart. Get the wisdom from this book uh, in your thinking. I, I'm telling you, uh, Proverbs uh, helps me all the time. It's so relevant to my everyday life. I mean, it's almost every day, at least every week, that I bump into something that maybe I don't exactly know what to do. And right away, the book of Proverbs will begin to speak to me and give me direction. And that will happen for you as well if you'll begin to hide this, this, the wisdom from this book in your heart. I'm telling you, it's going to be so relevant and so helpful helpful to you uh, every day uh, in the choices that you've got to make, uh, in your relationships, in your uh, financial choices. Uh, it, it's so helpful in every way. Uh, and, uh, and in Proverbs 18, uh, one, of the, one of these wisdom, helpful, uh, life-relevant uh, life, uh, scriptures uh, is, uh, is found here in Proverbs 18. 
I just want to read it to you because uh, because I think uh, it really uh, sets us up for moving into the Christmas story uh, and uh, and and what we will see uh, in there. So let me read this Proverbs uh, eighteen uh, seventeen. The first to present his case seems right till another comes forward and questions him. Uh, th- that simple little truth uh, has been so helpful to me uh, because uh, you know a lot of times we can forget uh, that uh, that the first person to present a case may not be right, and even if it even if it seems uh, right, uh, it's always so helpful to get someone else to come and and speak to the case and. and and if you hear something, and you know what, and you think, yeah, you know what, that, that seems right, and then somebody else comes in and, and counters that, then it gets you thinking, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, what they said may not be uh, exactly right. This is one of these this is one of these wisdom proverbs that you need to get into your heart, get into your thinking. This will help you so often, because I think we have a tendency, you know, you know, sometimes to just whatever we hear, uh, we grab a hold of it, and, and this is important in our day and age, because... Uh, Everybody's got a voice, and uh, and everybody's speaking, uh, and so many people just hear it and believe whatever's being said without ever, you know, getting the other side uh, of uh, the arguments. It's so important to remember that the first person to come out and present a case seems right until uh, someone else comes forward and questions. Uh, so. Uh, so you know, one of the things I, I think that uh, that's happening uh, in our in our culture uh, is there's is there are things that are being said and things that are being uh, promoted uh, that uh, that they could they could you know line up with what a lot of people are thinking and and feeling and even seem uh, right, uh, but uh, but. If you hear another side of the argument, or if, or if somebody challenges it, uh, then you'll see that maybe that's not exactly uh, right. And I think that in the Christmas story, uh, there is there is a declaration that is made, an instruction uh, that is given that really challenges what is being pumped, what is being promoted, what is being declared, or what's being felt and said uh, by many people in our culture. It challenges it, uh, not only challenges it doesn't challenge it; it just directly speaks against it. Uh, so let's uh, let's look at Luke uh, chapter two and get into the uh, to the wonderful uh, Christmas story. Uh, I know that you're probably familiar with this, uh, but uh, but remember, we need to never underestimate uh, the power of the Holy Spirit to speak to us uh, fresh truth from from uh, scriptures that we've memorized and that we know and that we've heard and that we are very uh, familiar with. So let's read the Christmas story uh, because, you know, it's December. Let's read the, the Christmas story, Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone uh, went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, uh, Bethlehem, uh, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and land. 
of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child, who, who we know, uh, because we know the Christmas story, is our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And she is expecting a child, even though she's not married to Joseph, and she is a, she's expecting a child, and she is a virgin, uh, because this child uh, is, is, uh, has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now, he went there uh, to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth uh, to her firstborn, a son. Uh, and she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Uh, it just kind of takes me back here for a second to, you know, I think I was probably like uh, 20, 21 years old and, uh, and I got asked to speak uh, at, a, at a Christmas dinner. Um, uh, and, uh, and this is it probably was my first Christmas message, and and this is the passage that I spoke on at that at that Christmas dinner, and I highlighted uh, this uh, the end here of, of verse seven that there was no room uh, for Jesus uh, in the end that she had to place him in a manger because there wasn't any room for him uh, in the end, and you know my whole point uh, there was uh, was you know there wasn't any room in the end for Jesus in the first Christmas and this Christmas season. Uh, we need to make sure that there's room in our hearts uh, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And every time I read this, it kind of kind of throws me back uh, there to that because I think it can be so easy. Uh, life can, can just crowd out everything and even make it, make make our hearts crowded so there's not room for Jesus in our hearts. In this Christmas season, we need to make sure that there's room in our hearts for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So moving on into, into verse 8, you know, the story kind of shifts a little bit from Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem to the, uh, to the shepherds. You, you remember verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. That's the, that's the, uh, the declaration, this instruction given in the Christmas story that I want to highlight for you uh, tonight. Uh, it is the angel showing up to the shepherds and speaking to the shepherds who, who are who are terrified uh, and uh, and and probably a seemingly good reason to be terrified uh, not only does the angel of the lord show up to them but did you notice it says that the that the glory of the lord uh, shone around them and because of this uh, amazing encounter that they are having uh, these shepherds are terrified and probably feel like they have good reason to be terrified but the angel of the lord speaks to them and says to them, listen guys, do not be afraid. And, and I just hope tonight that, you know, as we're reading this right now, and as the angel is speaking this to the shepherds, that the Holy Spirit uh, would just speak right to uh, your heart uh, and say to you, do not 
be afraid. It seems like right now uh, in, in our culture, and, and maybe throughout this whole year, uh, the, uh, the enemy has been promoting fear, and been proclaiming fear, uh, and declaring fear. And, and there's a lot of fear that has entered into the hearts of many people. And, and all around us, there's, there's this, you need to be afraid, you need to be afraid. You need, now, now, they don't exactly say, be afraid, right? Because nobody's supposed to be afraid. They don't exactly say, uh, be afraid, but, but there's this promoting of fear all around us and, and many are latching onto it and grabbing hold of it and it seems to be right to them but here the angel of the Lord comes and presents a different case and speaks and says do not be afraid and in this Christmas season I want you to know that you do not have to be afraid and I think the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us tonight and tell us to not be afraid so so let me just say to you do not be afraid everybody's terrified maybe you've been terrified and maybe there's fear that has crept in but tonight let us put an end to fear do not be afraid now now maybe when the angel of the lord said this maybe the the shepherds were thinking here for a moment uh, you know we sh maybe we should be afraid. Why? Why should we be afraid? I mean, this is a terrifying uh, encounter uh, that we are having. Uh, so, so the angel continues. He says, "Do not be afraid." In verse ten, he said, "I bring you good news of great joy uh, that will be for all the people." He says, you, "You don't have to be afraid." He says, "Because I've I've come to bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people." That that. I love that verse, and I love that all the people are included, that nobody's left out, that this is good news for everyone, everywhere. This is good news for you, and this is good news uh, that will bring great joy, not, not great fear, but great joy into our hearts. You see, you see, the enemy wants to bring great fear. Jesus wants to bring great joy. The enemy wants to come and say, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. And the reason why is because fear boxes us in. Fear binds us up. Fear enslaves us. It doesn't, it doesn't set us free. It brings slavery to us and opens us up to all kinds of deception so that we are easily uh, led astray and opens us up to all kinds uh, of of doubt, which which only intensifies uh, our our uh, our uh, only weakens our resistance to you know, deception. Uh, so uh, so the enemy wants to bring fear, and Jesus comes into the midst and says, and says, "Don't be afraid," and and instead. Of great fear, he brings great joy. This is why the angel of the Lord says, "Look, I'm bringing you good news. You don't have to be afraid. Good news. It's going to be great joy, not just normal joy, but great joy. Not just a little bit of joy, but great joy for all the people." He says, "Today, in the town of David, in Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ." 
the Lord. So he says, don't be afraid. And here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Let me tell you, there's good news. There's great joy for everyone, everywhere, for all the people, for every every race, for every color, for, for male, for female, for children, for, for, for the old, for the rich, for the poor, for everyone, everywhere. And, and here's what, here's what, here's the good news. Today, on, on the first Christmas day, the angel announces, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So, so on the first Christmas, when Jesus is born, Jesus being born, Jesus coming, listen to me now, Jesus coming brings an end to fear. It means that, it means that there is no longer any need to be afraid, that there is no longer any need to be full of fear, that there is no longer any need to be a slave to fear because of, because of the first Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On that day, fear came to an end, and we do not have to fear ever again. We do not have to fear anymore. And one of the things we need to remember when we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is the declaration, the the instruction of the angel to the shepherds. Do not be afraid. And then in verse 12 it says this, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. He says, uh, he says, don't be afraid. I've, I've got good news for you of great joy for all the people. He said, today, today our Savior has been born. Today in the town of David, the Christ, uh, the Messiah uh, has been born. He has come to uh, you. And, and, the, and, if, and if you don't believe, and if, and, if you, and if you start to struggle with doubts, let me, let me give you a sign. This will be a sign to you. You go to Bethlehem, you will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. He's lying in a manger because there's not any room for him in the end. So, so if you're struggling with believing, you go to the manger and you find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying there in that manger, and that will be a sign to you that everything that I'm saying, that this, that the angel is saying, that it is true and let that sign remind you to not be afraid that that is what christmas should be for it's one of the things that christmas should be for us it should be a sign a reminder as we celebrate this baby born in bethlehem wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger it should be a sign to us and a remembrance to us to not be afraid and in this crazy year where where there's been fear everywhere and fear has gotten into so so many people's hearts and gotten into so many people's thinkings and and it and, it, and it's been it's been promoted and promoted and promoted and as we come to the end of this year and, and it's being pushed more and more and more uh, let let the christmas season let the celebration of the birth of jesus be a reminder to you be a sign to you that the angel came and said to the terrified shepherds do not be afraid don't fear and let christmas remind us to not fear to not uh, fear the things of this world and and interestingly 
uh, in verse 9, uh, as it says, not only did the angel appear, but that the glory of the Lord uh, shone uh, around them. And, and, and so uh, many could, uh, could be afraid because of the glory of the Lord, because of this God uh, moment, because, but because of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there, there is no longer fear uh, in our relationship uh, with the Lord. You remember all the way back in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned by eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden fear entered the relationship. And, and God came down in the garden and walked through the garden and Adam and Eve heard him and, he, and, and they were gone. They weren't anywhere. And so God called for him and he said, where are you? And what did Adam say? He said, he said we, we heard you walking in the garden and we were what? We were afraid. Fear entered uh, that relationship. And now, here on, the, here on Christmas, uh, the first Christmas, the angel of the Lord shows up to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord uh, is, is around about them. And, and, and certainly there should be fear, right? They should be certainly terrified uh, because of the glory of the Lord. But because of the good news of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the angel says to them, do not be Afraid. There doesn't need to be fear anymore uh, of, the, of the troubles of this world, and there doesn't need to be fear anymore in our relationship with the Lord, separating us from the Lord because of Jesus. We don't need to go hide from the Lord anymore. Because of Jesus, we can now walk with the Lord without any shame. We can, we can, we can walk with the Lord on the, in the cool of the day and have renewed relationship and fellowship uh, with with our heavenly uh, Father. Uh, we see this truth uh, proclaimed uh, in the great uh, Romans 8. Now let me just read uh, from this wonderful, wonderful uh, passage of Scripture, uh, Romans 8. I'm going to start here uh, at, at verse 1. I hope as, as, as we read this that the, that the Holy Spirit will help us and that you can see how these verses connect uh, to the Christmas story and to the angel of the Lord saying to the shepherds and, and to all of us, do not be afraid. We don't have to fear this world, and there doesn't have to be fear anymore uh, enslaving us, and there doesn't have to be fear uh, anymore separating us from our Heavenly Father. Romans 8, uh, verse 1, I'm sure you know this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, if you have trusted Him as Lord and Savior, if He is, if He is your hope, if He is your uh, peace and your joy, if He is your salvation, if you are in Him, then, then, then there's no need for fear because there's no longer anything that condemns you. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, why? Verse 2. Because through Christ Jesus, right, that, that baby born in Bethlehem, wrapped in clothes, and laid in a manger, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life 
uh, set me free. I just like to pause right there and just say that again. The law of the spirit of life has set me uh, free. Uh, there is freedom in our in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not slavery, not bondage. Uh, freedom. What did he say? He, came, he says, I, "I've come to set you free. I came to 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 bring light and not darkness, to bring sight and not blindness, to bring healing and not uh, sickness, to bring freedom and not uh, slavery." Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by, our, by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful men. Man, uh, Christmas sending his son in the likeness of sinful man uh, to be a sin offering. So And so he, uh, Jesus, condemned sin uh, in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who are in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to uh, the spirit uh, we don't live according to the sinful nature which is which is be afraid be afraid be afraid be afraid be afraid we live according to the spirit uh, which is which is great joy great joy uh, great joy Verse 5, those who live according to the sinful nature have their uh, minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. What, what's your mind on? What, what is your mind set on? Is it, what, is it set on what the Spirit desires? The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and Peace. My mind controlled uh, by the Spirit is not easily uh, afraid. My mind controlled uh, by the Spirit is life and peace. Instead of fear, there's peace. The, the sinful mind, verse 7, is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Verse 9, uh, you, however, you, however, who are in Christ Jesus, remember there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, and you who are in Christ Jesus are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by uh, the Spirit. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Verse 12, hang with me now. Uh, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if we live according to the sinful nature, uh, you will die. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit 
you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Verse 14, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you, verse 15, this is so important, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Did you hear me? You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Uh, for, for those who have not trusted Jesus, uh, for those who have not received him, uh, for those who have uh, denied him or, or, or rejected him or, or just haven't believed uh, in him or, or just won't trust in him or, or hope in him, uh, those, those outside of Christ, uh, their, uh, their, uh, uh, their, uh, obligation, I was trying to remember that word, their obligation is to the sinful nature and they are slaves uh, to fear. That sinful nature, that mind controlled by the sinful nature is fear, fear everywhere. Uh, but, but those of us who have trusted Jesus and have died to, the, uh, to our sinful nature and have put to death the misdeeds of the body, we have received a spirit that doesn't make us a slave again to fear. You see, we were slaves to fear. We were, we were terrified by everything. But now, because of Christmas, because of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if we will come to Christ and trust in Him, then there is no need to fear the things of this world, and there is no need to fear relationship with our Heavenly Father. We don't got to run in the bushes and hide anymore because we hear God moving. There is no need. We are slaves no longer to fear. This is why what the angel said, we need to hear, and it is our reality. Do not be afraid. There's no need to be afraid. Why? Because of good news that on Christmas, on the first Christmas in Bethlehem, in the town of David, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was born. And because of Jesus, there is no condemnation. Because of Jesus, we have been set free. Because of Jesus, we are no longer slaves to fear. No longer slaves to fear. We can't be in Christ and afraid of every little thing around every corner. We've got we've to be set free from that. And we've got to recognize that in Christ Jesus, yes, we'll, we'll have trouble in this world, but in Christ Jesus, that we're to be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. And because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we don't have to fear the glory of God, but because of the blood of Christ, we can draw near to God and God calls us to do that. Verse 14, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, are children of God, for we did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. It's powerful. You receive the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. We, we cry out to God, Father. 
We, we call him daddy. We call him father. It, it, it's, it's not a separation word, a separation from God anymore. It is, it is, we are his children and he is our father and we come to him like children come to their good, loving father, not, not in fear, but in delight. There's not, there's not, uh, there's not fear now separating us from God. Now he is father and we are children and we walk in relationship uh, with him. Verse 16. Now the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I know that I'm a son of God. I know that I am a child of God. Do you know that God is your father and that you are his son, that you are his daughter? And when you do, I'm telling you, all of a sudden you realize, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to fear every shadow. I don't have to fear every every deception. I don't have to fear everything hiding in the bushes or lying, or, or lying around every corner. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Verse 17, Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His suffering in order that we may also share in His glory. We, because of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, those who, we who have trusted him as Lord and Savior, we don't have to fear. We don't have to be slaves to fear. And I pray, I hope, uh, that, and pray that the, that the Holy Spirit speaks to you tonight. And, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're finding yourself bound up with fear again, and getting enslaved with fear again, and allowing fear to get into your heart and into your thinking and, and, and affect the way that you're living and the choices that you're, that you're making. I hope tonight that the Holy Spirit will speak to you if, if, if you're a little bit terrified and say to you, don't be afraid. And that you will remember this Christmas season that because of Jesus, we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear the Father. We don't have to fear this world. Jesus has come when Jesus comes, fear goes. There's no need for fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid anymore. And let this Christmas season be a sign to you. Remember the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Remember that baby. Remember this Christmas season. Let this Christmas season be a sign to you and, and remind you to not be afraid. I want you to know tonight... I'm just thinking again of, of Luke chapter 2 uh, and, the, and the baby being born and laid in a manger because there wasn't any room for, for him in the end. I want you to know uh, tonight that, that if you haven't opened your heart up, if you haven't made room in your heart tonight uh, for Jesus, if, there, if there's not room in your heart, like there's not uh, room... Like there wasn't room in that inn for Jesus. And instead there's all kinds of, of fear. There's all kinds of doubt. There's all kinds of, of worry. Uh, tonight, you can open the doors of your heart. And you can invite Jesus in as your Lord and Savior. And you can be set free from 
condemnation, set free from sin, set free from fear, and become a child of God. If if you're terrified, if you're if you're troubled, if you're if you're fearful, then tonight open your heart, make room for Jesus, let Him come in to your life, and become a child of God. And be set free from the spirit of fear that enslaves you. And receive the spirit of God that sets you free. Jesus said in John 14, he said, he said, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. He said, trust in God. Trust also in me. And he said, if you do, I want you to know that, that in my father's house, there's room for you. He said, in my father's house, there's a room for you. And he said, I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare it for you. I'm going to go and, and, and work on your room so that, uh, so that where I am, you may be also. Jesus wants relationship with you. He, he's preparing a room for you. Will you prepare a room tonight in your heart? For Jesus. If you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior tonight, then just pray with me. I'm just going to pray. Uh, just repeat after me uh, and just put your trust uh, in Jesus. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the only begotten Son of God. And Jesus, I open the doors of my heart and I make room for you tonight. And I ask you to come into my life and be my Savior and be my Lord. I receive your forgiveness. I put all of my hope and faith and trust in you. I pray that you would set me free from sin, from condemnation, and from fear and everything else that enslaves me. That you'd set me free and that you would give me a Holy Spirit and that I would be Spirit-led. Make me a child of God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me just say it to you one more time tonight. I know there's fear all around. I know everybody's crying out, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Maybe that fear's gotten into your heart. Maybe it's gotten into your thinking. But tonight there's, a, there's another, another side of the story. There's another there's another voice that speaks and it is the voice of our Lord saying to us do not be afraid so don't be afraid this Christmas season remember Jesus and let it put an end to your fears do that and uh, and be free because it's for freedom that Christ has set us free hey God bless you thanks for being with me tonight hope to see you Sunday bye